Okay, good morning. Today's class is Lunishma Yachmediana Bagadai Sian Benema, Fur Shalema Arab Shalom Ben Yamina, Rudani Bentara the Sheva Margalit Bat Shifraleya, Miritubi Bahaya, Hanabatadel, Successor Shumaim Bul Sheva Banava, Kadiel Ben Ali Sheva, Emmet Ben Ali Sheva, Shefa Bad Ali Sheva, Ridamakovabasha. Um March eleventh, Bizrat Hashem we're going to be in Miami for a Shabbaton in Bal Harbor Synagogue. And Israel Hashem, March 20th, we're going to be in L.A. L.A., March 20th and 21st, for two events, one singles event and one for everybody. Okay, today's class, please share and rate the podcast. Today's class, we're going to do a very, 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 very powerful teaching. It's a little, I, don't, I wouldn't say complicated, but if you, you really have to, it's going to change the way you think of 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 asking God to pray for you. We're going to talk about asking God to pray for you, which is, really makes absolutely no sense. Normally we pray to God. But when do we get to a situation where we ask God to pray for us? Rabbi Nachman says in Lesson 105, a very powerful concept. And he says, he starts the, the, the Torah itself by saying, Aziva Zimraya, my might, and we're reading it from the Parsha this week, we're talking about anytime you read the Shira Shirim, the Song of the Sea, which is known for salvations. The Pasuk the, 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 the says, My might, my might, and the Song of God brought me to my deliverance. My might and the Song of God, it should say, My might that He gave me and my song brought me to deliverance. What do we mean the Song of God? And when does God sing? When does God have this aspect of prayer? Rabbi Nachman says is something, and, and if we, we, you heard the class two days ago, we, we spoke about this concept that all the miracles happen in, in, a, in a concept called, in, in Kabbalistically called Atik, right? That's why he says, why are you crying out to me? It depends on you. It depends on, on a much higher level. Kabbalistically, there's two levels of mercy. There's a lower level of mercy, and there's a higher level of mercy. You might be able to get to the manager of a company, but, but you can't get to the CEO. The CEO could do anything. The manager is very limited in his capacity. You have to allow the manager to get to the CEO. If the manager, the manager could talk to the CEO, but you're not going to go to the CEO directly. Right? We speak about this concept. But we're going to talk about Lahabdal, this example, which he actually brings as an example, by the way. And he says, Behold, human mankind is in need of abundant mercy, both spiritually and physically. Although everybody seeks mercy, nobody knows where it is, yet mercy is right in front of everybody's eyes. As is written, it is not beyond your reach, it is not in heaven. And as we see, it's brought in the Zohar, that there's a mercy and there's a mercy. There's a lower level of mercy and there's a higher level of mercy. There's a simple mercy, and that simple mercy is referred to Zerampin, which is a lower level of Sfirot, right? And then there's a higher level mercy, which comes from Keter, Atika, which is a higher level, Keter. So we know that there's two levels of mercy. The Sfirot are ten Sfirot. There's, a, there's three on top, seven at the bottom, represent ten. And those that represent different energies completely. The more potency are the higher ones. As is brought in the Zohar. And with abundant, and, 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 and the Pasuk from Isaiah says, and with an abundant mercy, I gather you in. Okay, so now we just spoke about this concept. It sounds pretty much 
very, very, uh, very esoteric. But what, what do we really say? Our job is we need to get to the lower level of mercy. If you get to the lower level of mercy, God will get you to the higher level of mercy. There's no way that you can get to the low, higher level of mercy directly. Because there's no way, what he's saying here, in this exile that we're in today, we are in need of mercy. However, because of the sins of the generation, because we are so drawn down, we're not seeing the big picture. Very few people can see the big picture in life and see everything for the best and jump and joy and dance and, and opposite. You see the, the majority of the world is stuck in, in, in anxiety and depression. We don't see everything for the best. Very few of us can say, everything's for the best, just run there, everything's great, jump for joy. You, in order to get to that state, you have to spend tons of hours of prayer and to really believe how much your Creator loves you. But how many people could just say, God loves me and He does everything for my benefit? How many people go screaming out like that? Very few people. Very few people can really see that. Why? It's because we're in an exile. And this, the whole port point of this exile that we're in is God's concealment. We don't see the kindness all day long. We don't see the mercy. Why? Because we think we know, we think we know everything. This is why Reb Nachman was so powerful, that he knew, he knew the human condition of a human being. He knew what people were going through. Why Reb Nachman, why Reb Nachman can relate to us today? Because he knows exactly what you are going through. He knows exactly how you're thinking. He knows exactly how you're going through. Because if I can't connect with you, you can't connect with the person, you can't change the person. So Reb Nachman says, there isn't anybody in this current generation that can pray in a matter to awaken abundant mercy. I mean, what are you talking about? There's rabbis, etc. Yes, there's nobody in this generation that can pray to, to, to awaken that higher mercy. Why? Because of the extensiveness of the ex exile and duress that we're in today. Thus, the Blessed Be Holy One has to pray for this. From where do we know that the Holy One prays? There's a Pasuk in Isaiah that says, I will make them joyful in the house of my prayer. Not your prayer, my prayer. It does not say their prayer, but my prayer. From this we learn that the Holy One prays. And what is His prayer? What do you think His prayer is? His prayer is, may be my your will, that my mercy should overcome my anger. That's God's prayer. That your mercy should overcome my anger. At the end of the day, think about this concept. How many times you're dealing with people, what is it all about? Giving the person mercy over anger. How many people are stuck on forgiveness? How many people are stuck on trauma? How many people are stuck on fights? Imagine if the one prayer God made is, may my mercy overcome my anger. That's what you should be praying for. You should pray that your mercy should overcome your anger. And by what means can we, can, can we get the Holy One to pray for us? What means? How in the world can I get the Holy One to pray for me? And that is through a person doing teshuva. Okay, what does it mean doing teshuva? Teshuva, like we spoke about, teshuva reaching a higher level of consciousness, right? What he's saying here, that God can get you to pray, because at the end of the day, what are you really dealing with when you have an issue in life? Number one, get rid of the issue. Get rid of the issue, change the issue, I don't want to go through the issue. None of this, you could recognize that anytime you're asking for, for, to change an issue, I don't know, maybe 1% of the person is saying, what can I learn from this issue to become better? Most of us want to hear, where's the mute button, where's the off button? 
get rid of this situation for me. Very few of us say, wow, if it wasn't for that issue, I would never, you do that afterwards. But many very different people, very few people look for a, a, a real change on a conscious level when they have pain, when they have problems. The first thing they want to do is they want, at the best, they want to just be done with the issue. And that's the exile, by the way. That's why we were in exile. Because we, we're not, we just want the problem to go away. We, we don't really want to transform. We just don't want to be dealt with, we don't want to, we don't want to deal with it. That's the exile that we're in today. So then he says here, because what happens is, is when you start, when, you're, when your dot confuses you, when your dot, when your consciousness is confused, when you're, level, you, when you're living in a very low level of consciousness, again, I'm trying to take these very lofty concepts and bring it to you in reality. When you're living, it says whatever you're attached to, that's where you bind your portion to. So what, what is he saying here is whatever you're attached to, practically, if you're living in fear, you're going to view the, view the world as fearful. If you're living in grief, everything is a grief. If you're living in anger, everybody, everything's going to piss you off. Your dot, eventually, your consciousness becomes jumbled because of the state, because of what you've held on to in your life. And that's the view of the, of the future that you see. Person that went through a divorce and got cheated on, there's no way they're going to a new relationship unless they've done some deep, deep, deep consciousness cleansing and deep cleansing. They're not going to go in there with some kind of resentment towards men and they're not going to not get triggered and they're not going to... You understand? This is just the way it is. And because of that, our dot becomes jumbled and mumbled. It just becomes confused. So it's not like we're looking at the world through a fair lens. We're looking at the world through our lens. And the way, what we see, like we said before, our personality has become, has determined our personal reality. It's not like you're looking at, at the lens through an independent third party. The whole job in this world, and I guess this is why people are trying to, you know, you see such a movement today in taking psychedelics and you see this, people are trying to get out of themselves to look at the world through a different lens. Because they're so attached to that story, they're so attached to where they're at, that they don't even, they can't even see the difference. So this is what the movement today to, to take these, you know, which is, again, I'm, I'm not giving you any kind of medical advice, but for some people, they need, they need a separation between the self, their soul, and who they are. Because otherwise, this is just, this is going to, history is going to repeat itself. Your, your, your dot is mumbled based on your experiences in life if you, are not, if you have not dealt with this properly, such as elevated everything to God. And that's called holding everything in. So my dot becomes basically, it becomes confused. It's a dot, it's a it, the, dot, the dot itself, my consciousness, is, is not giving me, for example, if, you're, if you don't have, again, if you don't have self-esteem, self-esteem and you win the lottery, there's no question, it's just a matter of you're going to spend it all in one minute and you're going to lose it because you don't really believe you deserve it. So you'll find a way to lose it. And it has nothing to do with God. It has nothing to do with God. That is the problem today. The problem today is exactly this concept. That our, our, our dot becomes jumbled, he says, and becomes confused. Becomes confused. You're asking somebody to stop insulting you. Well, why are you so insulted all the time anyway? We don't understand that kind. You understand? And, and I hate to tell you, most therapists, if it's not the right therapist, they'll just tell you, well, avoid toxic people. Avoid these people. Avoid that people. What, what, you just whatever, live in a cave my whole life? 
That's not the answer also. The answer is to get to the point where you rise in that and you rise in that level of higher level of consciousness. That is the purpose of, of doing, tush, again, recalibration of consciousness. So this is why you see such a movement today. To actually, today I'm doing a class with Daniel, uh, Daniel, um, Daniel Katz, which came from a... This class will actually be, be posted on Wednesday. But he, he, you know, he speaks about this but because we have to separate ourselves from the self. There's no separation. We're too attached to ourselves. We're too attached to our reality. We're too attached to who we think we are. And at the end of the day, that's not, maybe that's not who you are. On a higher level, if you, if you, you have... Remember, on the lower level of consciousness, it's a bad thing. But on a higher level, then it's very good because it works for you. That means if, if you have trust and your level of consciousness is trust and your level of consciousness is on a much higher joy, then it works for you. But on the lower level, it works against you because it makes the egos always focused on what? Inward, the soul is focused outward. Souls, in, in, egos always focused inward, souls always focused outward. So Ramachman says, whoever lacks that, lacks the trait of mercy. As it says, anger abides in the bottom of the fools. Therefore, it's forbidden to show him mercy. I'm not allowed to show mercy to somebody who has no doubt. This is a Gemara Brachot. And the reason this is, is because it's actually enabling the person. If I show mercy, you can have compassion for them, but you can't have mercy. For example, I always gave the analogy, if you're in a football team and the, and the football player is out of balance and he's telling me, I'm open, throw me the ball. I can't throw him the ball. Because if I throw him the ball, he's going to be out of bounds. It's going to hurt himself. It's going to hurt the team. Even though he thinks he's open. I can't just give, you can't give people what they want just because they want it. And if they get it, they're going to ruin it. So this is why our Creator puts us in such a cleansing and a cleansing and a cleansing to get you back in bounds. You can have everything. Or if your son says, listen... I have a, I want to open up tanning salons in Florida. <laughs> Give me the money. Uh, there's sun. What do you need tanning salons? And, you know, we can, people could just sit in the sun. Why are you not giving me money to open up tanning salons in, in Florida? Because there's no, there's no point. <laughs> you know, if I give you the money, you're going to lose it. There's no demand. You want to open up a tanning salon in New York? In, in Detroit, in, in, Detroit in, in London, no problem. No, I want to put it in Florida. So that person, if you give him money for that deal, he's going to lose the money. So I cannot give mercy. I can't give that person money because if I give them the money, it's, it's cruelty. So our Creator pre prevents us from receiving certain things in our life because if He does give it to you at that time, and Ramachman refers this to unripe fruit, if you eat a fruit and it's not ripe, it will not help you. It would actually give you a stomachache and make you sick. So if you get something before it's time, it actually creates the opposite effect. Same thing, giving money to a deal when, it's, when I know the money's going to lose, you're gonna, it's cruelty. Yeah, you're saying, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. So this is extremely important because I can't show mercy to somebody who has no doubt. It's like somebody in bankruptcy court asking me, can you find me a good business partner? I would hurt, I would hurt. Or somebody depressed saying, can you please find me a, a soulmate? 
Why would I punish that person? Why would I punish that? What, what, what did that person do to you? What is, what, what is it to live with a, with a person who's always depressed? What is that life going to look like? Do you understand? It's extremely important you get that. You're not, God cannot show mercy on a person who has no doubt. Our job in this world is to get as much doubt as possible. And when we get, when we recalibrate our consciousness, this is why, how many t- books you hear? Emuna, Emuna, Emuna is a higher level of consciousness. Trust is a higher level of consciousness. Courage is a higher level of consciousness. Your job in this world really is to get to those levels is to let go, work on the egos, work on the fears, work on the pride, work on the anger, all of this stuff just to get to a higher level where you can finally become a recipient. Where you can finally be, become a recipient, where you, can, you can actually become a receiver because your receiving will actually be beneficial in heaven and it will be beneficial down low. But to the extent where if you become a receiver and that receiver will now turn into giving, it would actually just create a bigger monster. This is where, that's why the Pasuk says, it is forbidden to show mercy for to somebody who has no doubt. Somebody will ask me many times where I know they're not working on themselves. Hook me up with a girl. I know he's going to end up doing what with her, etc. It's going to last two months and what am I going to, I'm going to, I'm going to ruin her life for two months. I'm going to, just because you want me to set you up with somebody, I purposely, if I know that person's for sure not ready, there's no way in hell I'm going to set them up with somebody. Because I already know what's going to happen. I can't have mercy for that person. It's a big, this is a big awakening call. And this is what, again, doing teshuva is recalibrating your consciousness. That's what teshuva is. God expects a man to use his dot and understanding to comprehend that his suffering is a count of his sins and divine judgment is only an account of his mercy. A person who attains that awareness can get to a higher level of consciousness because he starts thanking God. But a person who believes he's a victim, that means pretty much today, if you're living in a victim mindset, you're living in a very low level of consciousness. So any kind of enabling a victim mindset today is really cruelty. It's cruelty. Because we're supposed to get you out of Egypt, not tell you, hang in into Egypt. It's okay. It's okay if that person... It's okay. No. You can go through the trauma, you can go through the pain, grieve, feel, and heal. But you have to get out of there. Because at that point, there's no, there's no mercy that you will be given to you. And what is, what is, what is, what is repentance? Repentance rep- depends on the Torah. And there's three types of repentance. What we have to do is this process. It's extremely important that... God wants progress, not perfection. He doesn't expect you to get out of your problem in a minute. The process of it involves three steps, like we spoke about before, which means the idea should become self-esteem, for example. It should become a potential idea for you, and then you should work on it, nurse it, and then it gives birth to you. Okay? For example, just like any idea. Any idea has to go from the unknown to known, and for that idea, you have to work on it. Just like a mother... Pregnancy, it's nine months, it's contractions. You're, you, the way to build your consciousness is through a combination of two things. Learning and praying. That is how you become a new person. Once you work on that and you become a new person through that process, those contractions, you're actually giving birth to a, giving birth to a, to a birth. Once you become the new person, then what happens? You're getting now benefits from that. 
For example, you tell a guy, imagine a guy spent three months trying to build a franchise. And he killed himself, he worked himself, etc. Now the franchise is profitable. He now has, that franchise now is giving him, is, is, birth, is, giving, is nursing him, is giving him now profits. He could take that same model and duplicate it over and over again. But it had to take him three, four months, or five months, or six months, or whatever, to get to that point, <coughs> etc. If he has that winning model, that's it. You apply it to everything. You know, there's a reason why certain people call certain people for deals. Because they, have, they know already what to do. The price of experience is because you've handled that well. You've handled fairly well and you grew and you, that, get, there's a value to that. There's a value to that experience. But most of us don't want to go through the experience because we want to avoid pain. So Rabbi Nachman says here, the ability for one, from one person to understand one thing from another is called mochim. It's called mentalities. So remember, we start with constricted dot. We start with a constricted consciousness. This is where all the problems in our life attract. Our job is to turn those problems into growth opportunities, to reach a higher level of mercy. Once you reach a higher level of consciousness, then higher level of mercies awaken. So you hear this all the time. I mean, I, it's almost like, Gedalia, I stopped. I did the 40-day challenge. I stopped doing this. I stopped doing this. I stopped doing this. And then I ended up doing this, picking up this, picking up this, picking up this. And I finally, I'm getting married. Okay, that's, that's what's supposed to happen. At that level of mercy, while you were doing those things, you didn't have mercy. You didn't have mercy for yourself. So unless you, you transformed, because you transformed yourself and you stopped, because when you were doing those things in your life, you were doing those things out of sadness. You were doing those things out of depression. You were, you were running away from yourself. When you stopped running away from yourself, you started embracing life, you started working on yourself, you started inventing yourself, you now developed self-esteem, and when you have self-esteem, now what happens? Jobs come to you, zivugim come to you, all kinds of things. Nothing is wrong with God. It's just we are not able to receive. That is the, that is the bottom line. That's the bottom line. So, Rav Nachman's telling you here that if you want God to pray for you, you have to get to the lower level of consciousness. It's very hard for you to go pray directly. Because if you pray directly, chances are you're not going to see God's greatness in every problem you have right away. It's very few people can see, wow, I can't believe the greatness of what God did to me. I cannot believe how great He is. Very few people can do that. We have to get what he's saying here is what we have to do is when we have that, when we work on ourselves and raise our consciousness and you start having that, you start elevating your consciousness, then mercy is awakened for you. Then God can pray for you. God can pray for you when you get to the higher level. That means you have to get to the manager. Once you get to the manager, the manager can tell the CEO, okay, he's here. But unless you get to the manager first, you can't get to the higher level of mercy. Our work in this world is to get to the lower level of mercy. Is to get to the level of dot, of the level of consciousness, where mercy is awakened for us. And you see this issue all the time. The minute somebody says, listen, you should do this differently, you should... No, I'm not doing it. I'm not, that person, forget it. There's no mercy for that person. 
When you're not willing to listen and change, there's no way mercy can come to you. When an addict says, I don't have a problem, I'm just a casual, casual smoke, casual, I smoke on the weekends, I don't have a problem, there's no mercy for that person. Because there's no dot. So the beginning of change has, has to be a completely, completely, you have, to, you have to do as much, first you have to recognize that you're viewing the world through the lenses of the past. And you have to take ca- accountability for that. Second, you have to recognize that you have to be willing to do not your best. You have to do what you have to do whatever it takes to get to grow as much as you can, and that involves scheduling a time for prayer, personal prayer, and either learning these classes. But that combination is what turns regular concepts into consciousness, into into a, a new consciousness. Because when you show up with, an, with confidence to a date, when you show up to confidence to an interview, before you show up to an interview with no confidence, the guy picks up the phone in the middle of the interview, what are you going to say? He doesn't care about me. I'm not going to get the job. You could show up to the same interview with confidence and to say, he's picking up the phone. Maybe his wife is pregnant. He must be busy. It has nothing to do with me. See the difference? It's the same interview. It's the same date. But now you are revealing your machos. When we get to this point, when Ramachal is saying here, when you get to the point, when you awaken the simple mercy, God's not expecting you to awaken a higher level of mercy. He's not expecting you to get to the high level of mercy directly. But He expects you to get to the middle level of mercy. He expects you to work on your level to get to a point by learning the same test over and over again that at least you awaken the higher level of mercy. By awakening the lower level of mercy, you awaken the higher level of mercy. He's not expecting 100, 100, uh, 100% out of you, but he's expecting you 60-70%. You can't show up with 10% and expect miracles. The reason why is because if you're waiting on always, like I said many times, if I'm going to be, if I'm surrounded by people in my life, and I need those people to treat me well in order for me to feel better, I have no mercy. I'm just a walking time bomb that I have no, I cannot control my life. I won't be able to control my mood. God forbid if I'm in London and the weather's the wrong way and somebody wakes up on the wrong side of the bed, I'm going to be now, my day's going to be ruined. It's like going on an Uber where you don't even know where he's going. Luckily, he'll take you to your place, but maybe he won't. You have to get to a point in your life where you can at least control your equanimity, your level of, sta- of, of state. And the only way to do this, according to Rav Nachman, is to get to a level of mercy. You have to get to the level of lower level of mercy, and then God prays for you. But you can't say, God pray for me, when you don't even know what you want. That's the problem. So any, and, and, and what confuses our dot? What confuses your dot is sin. When we sin, we confuse our dot. Our consciousness becomes confused. There's a pasuk that says, when a person when a person sins, he will be get stricken with fears. Right? You sin, you're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. What are you supposed to do when you sin? Be embarrassed and ask for forgiveness. 
But most of the time, what happens when people sin? They avoid God. Where did this start from? Adam, at least tell God, listen, God, I, I can't deal with this. I'm struggling with this issue. You don't even understand that your ratso, your desire to, to fix something is even greater than the, than, than, than the sin itself. That means if I, if I have an issue with whatever issue I have, and I pray to God 10 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day, that I want to be safe from this issue. Because I'm praying to be safe from this issue, I'm, no under, I'm not in the jurisdiction of punishment anymore. I'm in the jurisdiction of how much desire do you want to break this obstacle. It's not even about God punishing you. It's He's giving you those, desire, those obstacles so you can break that, that, that barrier. You see the difference? But if the person thinks, why did he get such an addiction? Why did he get this? Why did God give him such a bad thing that he ruined his life with this problem? He will miss the whole point of his concepts. He will miss the whole point of all of this. He will see the whole thing. And that's what the, this is why we, we wake up for Hatzot. We're crying over, because we are responsible for our consciousness. I am responsible for, the temple is destroyed because of me. Because I should have been better. And again, we're not, this is no guilt and shame. This is, I could do better. I'm good enough, but I could do better. I know better. So when you get to the lower level of mercy, God prays for you. Then you can say, God, I need you to pray for me. And how do you do that? It's practically, you do that practically by surrendering. Created the world. I got to where I got to. This is all I got. I'm turning it over to you. You can't surrender with no work. That's not surrender. That's just being ignorant. I surrender. What do you surrender? <laughs> what do you surrender? That means once you do the work and you really work on yourself and you say, okay, now I'm at a point where I've tried everything possible. Now you need to take over. You need to take over now. It's not up to me anymore. I need the higher level of mercy. You pray for me, God. I just want your will. That's where you see Yeshua. Only after hard work can you ask God to pray for you. Because that now you get the mercy. Because you know, I can go up to here, but now I need to stop. And I need you to take over. But you can't tell him take over when you haven't even done anything. Surrender means I'm no longer giving up personal control, but I'm still ambitiously trying to do whatever I can with my consciousness to get and solve, it, solve that issue. But when it gets to a point where I can't even do anything anymore, then I have to turn it over to you. And that's what sur surrendering to God is. What, it, it, this is what's called God praying for you. This is what the Jews did. They took the action, and then that's it. They let go. And then, and then the sea split. But you think you're gonna, the sea's going to split when you're full of fears and anxieties? Split the sea? No. It's when you've done everything you can to say, that's it, I've done enough. Now I'm giving it up to you. And what, do you, what does surrender mean? We're giving up personal control for personal peace. That means we are okay with the outcome. Whatever happens, we are okay with it. We've tried, we worked on ourselves, we prayed. There's no point right now, there's no, the prayers are good, they're left. Now it's up to heaven. Now it's, up, now it's in heaven's realm. You did what you had to do. You have to get to the one yard line. And then God takes over. But you can't start without any work, without any effort, and expect God to pray for you. Because then it would be 
Why? Why? Because then mercy, there would be no point, that person getting mercy when he's not putting any work to fix himself would be enabling. Would be enabling. Would actually be enabling you and that enabling you would not teach you the lesson and now you would repeat the lesson over and over again. And which, that would actually hurt both heaven and hurt you. Because now, God cannot give you. It's just going to matter of time. It's going to happen again. And that's what, that's what this is all about. The, the Yeshuot come to a person only when he's in a higher level of mercy. He has to at least get to the... He has to be able to get to the lower level of mercy. Then, God, we, God petitions. And this is where Moshe Rabbeinu says... In addition, I heard this. Oh God, pray. When Moshe Rabbeinu prayed for, for Miriam, what did he say? Oh God, pray. Heal her. Pray. Why does he say pray twice? Same concept. He, was, he got to a certain level. Now he needed heaven to fix it. The Yeshua didn't come because of him. God had to take over. So you practically, practicality from this lesson is you have to work on yourself as much as you can through Torah and prayer to, 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 number one, to escape living from the lenses of the past and get to a place of equanimity, of get to a place of courage in your life where now you're willing to now grow and deal with things. And once you get to that place, God helps you get you to the next step. God will get you to the next step. But you have to get to the place of courage. You have to get to a place of courage and trust and faith. You have to get there. These, ha- these miracles do not happen in fear. These miracles do not happen in anger. These salvations do not happen in low self-esteem. These salvations do not, come in, do not happen in any of these states. Your job is to get over the borderline. Get past, the, get past that line, which is courage. Courage means I'm doing things even if I have fear. In order to do that, you need to let go a lot. You need to, you need to work to get to that level. And then God takes over and splits the seed. Hashem help us all. We should all see all these seeds split in our lives. And they'll happen. But they can happen if the lesson will be repeated over and over again. And that is the problem. Because if it happens, the, the, per, the growth opportunity will never last. Have a great day.